Hey, welcome to another edition of the Deep End Theory, presented by your hosts, Leslie Snipes and me, Believe. Once a week, we bring you the latest and greatest in the world of electronic dance music and culture, with original mixes of random subgenres with tracks of new and old, or one-on-one interviews with industry veterans to up-and-coming artists. We're always pushing to give you the lowdown on the fresh and unique sounds in electronic music. Anyway, that's enough about us. Our guests for this week's episode have been around making music for about two decades, starting doing shows in 2005 and since have performed all over Europe and North America. They bring a fresh take on different sounds and styles across the musical spectrum, with remixing Childish Gambino, Maddion, Blondie, and many others. Now this year, they released their debut album, Full Circle. In it, you'll find collaborations with De La Soul, MNDR, Elohim, and even Chromio. It's a tremendous stat sheet, to say the least. So without further ado, please meet Vaughn Oliver of the LA-based duo Oliver. Vaughn, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. So why don't you tell us, obviously, your name is Vaughn Oliver. Yep. And your other partner in crime, his name is Oliver Goldstein. So obviously, Oliver was sort of a natural name. But how did you guys meet? How did Oliver come about? What's the, the backstory? So we actually met in... 2007 or 2008 and basically our our my manager at the time hooked up with Atlantic Records and they heard some of the the remixes and, and production that I was doing and they they flew me down to LA to kind of meet everybody and you know and play some tracks and stuff like that and get in the studio so they rented out this huge studio for me to work in and uh, Ollie was actually hired on as kind of uh, just to help me out and to kind of almost be like a session musician and you know from there we just really we really hit it off we were kind of both into the same same kinds of music and stuff like that and we kind of yeah became friends and then from there I kind of made trips down to LA every every couple months to work with him uh, I was living in Vancouver at the time so it wasn't too far of a journey and uh, yeah I think we just and, and when I was in Vancouver we actually a lot of our first songs that came out just did remotely uh, over Skype we would both have our computers up and we'd just be Skyping each other, kind of, you know, musical parts and stuff like that, back and forth. So you'd both have Ableton open and then be experimenting with ideas literally over Skype? Yeah, exactly. Like, we would, you know, he'd be, you know, playing some keyboards or something. I'd be like, oh, that's cool. Lay that down and send it to me. And then he would send me it and then I would work on it and, and do my thing and send it back and he would add stuff. I mean, that's kind of how we work on music still, you know, but we're actually in the same city so it's a little bit easier that's awesome yeah from there we, you know i was making i would actually come down to la and, and stay with him at his place for you know a week two weeks and then eventually i was like i should just move to la and do this thing for real so and so let's talk a little bit about your background from what it seems both of you guys started djing hip-hop which is a vast contrast to what you guys sound like today so what happened in between and how has your music taste developed in that time um, yeah, so we, we, Ollie and I were both actually kind of hip-hop DJs and producers uh, coming up. That's kind of how we got our start. I think, you know, back then, uh, you know, a lot of hip-hop records, and most hip-hop records were sample-based, so it would be like, you know, an old funk song or a soul record or a jazz piece of music, and they would just, like, loop part of that record. And I think we're still really influenced by that because that's the music that we we kind of grew up on and 
you know, with with hip hop, it was it was all about samples, and, and same with uh, a lot of house music. In the '90s, it was you know you find a, a disco loop and then put some some 909s over top of it or something like that. So, I think aesthetically, we still really love that music. We just try to hopefully add kind of some modern elements to it and, and switch it up enough, you know. And so, like, what adjective or genre would you use to describe your music? Because to me, I hear this like kind of dark, futuristic '80s kind of vibe, but it's I don't know. It's it's really hard to describe. It's tough. I mean, every I, I think every song by song, I could maybe say hey, this kind of fits into this genre. But I think as a whole, we kind of jump all over the place. So I don't really. Yeah, that's a funny question too because we do get that a lot. Um, people will be like, oh, "What is, is this? Like a dubstep down tempo thing, or is this like electro?" And people are like, "No, it's like future funk." You know. Everyone has their opinion of what, you know, what genre it fits into. But I kind of like that, that it kind of is confusing to people sometimes, you know. I mean, some of them are really clearly, like, a lot of our music's pretty clearly, oh, this is like a disco record, or this is like a, an R&B record or something like that. But, you know, there's other ones like, you know, The Night Is On My Mind or something like that, where it's kind of like, okay, where does this really fit in? You know, it's, it's I, I, I think it's interesting to do music like that. I love the sample in that. It's a fantastic sample. Oh, thanks. I have to ask because uh, Light Years Away is definitely my favorite song you guys have produced. And so I'm wondering what the motivation was. Where on earth did you get that sample? Like, what was the the idea behind Light Years Away? Light Years Away. I'm just trying to think of how that came about. I don't know. We kind of just wanted to do like a, a futuristic sounding kind of heavy uh funk record i guess but i mean it doesn't sound like any funk record you've heard hopefully but um yeah i'm just i can't even remember how we started that one i think we probably started it together and just wrote um i think i had the baseline the main baseline on a demo or something like that and ollie came in and was like oh that's cool let's work on that you know and then from there we wrote the um the bridge like the disco part in the middle um and our friend ryland uh, Blackington, who's actually uh, he's in the same studio as us now, but he came in and, and we laid down the vocals and stuff. So I'm not even sure what we were thinking with that one. We were like, let's just do something kind of crazy that doesn't make sense. And yeah, before we put that, that one out, I was a little nervous about putting it out because I was like, this is like a weird, kind of a weird record, but you know, people seem to dig it. So yeah, it totally worked. It's awesome. Uh, thanks, man. <laughs> and so with Full Circle released earlier this year, and now you guys have definitely found a groove in the 80s, like French electro sound. So I'm curious to know if you guys have found your stride or are you guys looking into a new direction already with the whole new set of sounds? Yeah, I, I don't really know. I mean, we're, we're kind of taking a break from from really working on new stuff for a little bit. Um, we have some, uh, we're actually going to be releasing a few kind of songs that are unreleased that didn't make the record but so we're kind of finishing finishing those things up but as far as the direction i mean that's yeah we won't really know until we just go into the studio you know i think uh well i like to think a lot of our music kind of has a, a similar vibe or aesthetic to it and i don't think that'll ever change regardless of where we decide to go with it like you know we decide to make uh just a whole r&b record or something i think it'll still sound like us that's good to hear so yeah, I don't think about that stuff when we're making music. We kind of just go in and, and do it, you know, and then it is what it is kind of thing. 
And so there's a there's a lot of collaboration on this album. You've got Chromio, which I also would somewhat classify in that kind of futuristic 80s sound, but yeah, it's yeah, a little sure. lighter, I guess, kind of. Yeah. Popier, dancier. Mm-hmm. But then like you also have Elohim, which is a little more electronic, but still on the dark side. So I guess I'm kind of wondering, how do these collaborations come about? What, like, you know, did you have a list of artists you were interested in, or did you just know people? Yeah, it was kind of a, I mean, it was case by case, you know. Um, the Chromio guys we've we've been working with for a few years, and, and uh, we actually share a studio with them now. But, uh, so that one was kind of a no-brainer, you know. Um, you know, but some of the other ones, we you know we would hear a vocalist on a record and, and kind of like oh so that's a cool voice or whatever let's see if we can get, get a hold of them and see if they'd be interested in in writing with us or, and yeah it was just a kind of a case by case thing but a lot of people on there on the record are just kind of friends of, of ours that we've worked with before so and then there was some you know uh, a lot of times the you know our management or whatever will set up uh, some writing sessions like hey this is this new artist that's kind of you should check him out see if you like it and we could maybe set up a session you know there's a couple of those kind of things and then uh mndr uh we actually did two songs with her because we did we basically did two days and we were just like kind of hit it off so they both ended up making a record which is kind of crazy so sometimes you really have a chemistry like right off the bat with with an artist you know shifting gears a little bit who do you think is the most important artist to look out for today? Someone you think is going to say make waves in the industry in the next coming year or so? Um, to look out for. Um, it's kind of honestly nothing right now. There's not really any. I mean, I try to stay up on music and stuff, but there's. I just. I guess I've been around for so long that I'm just kind of like, I've heard so much music that I kind of. Uh, I tend to like listen to a lot of older stuff, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I'll listen to all this new stuff and, and whatever, but then I'll hear like a Prince record. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's something really special. So, um, yeah, I don't know artists to look out for. That's like that's a good. I would have known that like years ago when I kind of paid more attention to that stuff. But yeah. I think right now we're just like so focused on doing our own thing. So. Um, yeah, that is actually a tough question for me. Which makes sense, right? You always hear about those artists like Prince and whatnot who don't necessarily pay attention to what's out there because it's noise that may mess with your own creativity within. Yeah. And that's the idea, is to keep your creativity as organic as possible. Well, it's it's more like, you know, I've been obsessed with music for maybe like, you know, 25 years or something like that. And I've just heard so much music that like, I'm kind of, I guess at this point more interested in, um, just trying to make my own music or sitting at a piano and trying to learn new, new chords or something. You know what I mean? It kind of evolves over the years, I guess. Um, and so I actually like, if I'm in my, if I'm in my car or something, I'll like, I'll turn on the radio or I'll listen to maybe put on Spotify and just like kind of see what's happening. Yeah. But for the most part, I'll just listen to like talk, like podcasts and stuff like that. Like I actually don't sit and listen to music that often unless I'm out like at a bar or something like that, you know? Yeah. So what do you listen yeah. to uh, for podcasts? Just curious. Oh, podcasts. Yeah. Oh God. I'm a big podcast listener. There's one called congratulations. 
Um, this comedian, Chris D'Elia, does it. I, I really like that one right now. Um, and then a lot of the other ones are just like uh, MMA, like UFC podcast. Joe Rogan. I'm like, yeah, I listen to Rogan for sure. Yeah. yeah. I can't, there's a lot of the Rogan stuff I can't really mess with though because he's, you know, he's interviewing like bow hunters and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. like, don't care, you know? Kind of depends who he's interviewing basically. Like I'll look at it and be like, oh, man, I, yeah, but that one's great too for sure. So what's your biggest oh fuck moment when performing? So, you know, you do something just catastrophic and you're just like, fuck. I mean, for me, it's usually, it'll be some kind of technical difficulty like the sound cuts out or like the you know the the mixer like the power gets unplugged or something like that you know and everyone just looks at you like what the f-, you know that that's kind of the worst you know and it happens i think yeah. if you're like actually a dj that plays live and kind of wings it those things are going to happen but that's kind of the fun of it you know if there wasn't any kind of danger of that it'd be kind of boring in my opinion just going up and playing like pre-mixed sets and stuff like that like a lot of times because we we don't really plan out our sets um we definitely have music that we want to play and stuff like that but you know there's no like specific order or anything like that we kind of just wing it and you know sometimes the mixes aren't great like the two songs will kind of clash or something so there's some stuff like that but yeah i would say that that's kind of the worst when when something like that happens and then everyone looks at you because you're you know on center stage or whatever yeah we we have a pretty similar philosophy about our radio show normally we mix live but we never have a plan it's just more fun than if you just walk up and play like a track list all the way through just an ipod with really good transitions yeah of course of course and sometimes you'll fluke out and you'll do like some amazing thing where songs are like gel together so well or or whatever but you know, I've I've been DJing for so so long, like, and that's kind of how we did it back in the day, just with vinyl and stuff. So, kind of stick to that, you know. Yeah. And it's also so easy now. It's so like the technology is so good now that you don't really have to spend time learning how to like beat match. It kind of just does it for you. So, which I find a little bit boring. And I'm not really one of those kind of DJs that is like a entertaining guy to watch. I guess DJ. I kind of just. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, up there jumping on top of the DJ setup and, like, doing all that kind of stuff. That's not really my thing. So, yeah, I like to keep busy up there. Yeah, we we actually haven't seen you guys yet, but you're on our short list. We missed the the last two years we've been trying to go to your show at Sound, but uh, both years it, like, just didn't work out. Yeah, the that last show there was, was really great. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, awesome. it was like the first time we played in LA for a long time, and the record had been out for maybe maybe a month and a half or something like that. So people kind of knew the material and stuff. So it was it was super fun. Yeah, I I have a friend that saw you guys at the mid in Chicago, and he said it was uh, spectacular. So to all our listeners oh, out wow. there, it's a great show. Great, happy to hear that. <laughs> and just out of curiosity, do you guys still spin vinyl, or are do you use a CDJ normally? Uh, no, no, we use, um, I use, uh, Serato. Okay. Oh, um, nice. And the CDJs, yeah. I mean, we have vinyl, we have, like, you know, vinyl collection and stuff at home, but it's more for just listening or sampling or getting, you know, getting inspiration from or whatever. I don't think there's many, I mean, most, most clubs and most 
um, bars and stuff like that or wherever you're DJing, like, they just don't even have turntables anywhere. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of, it's just so convenient, the CDJs, it's just so easy, you know, you plug in a USB and then you have, you know, 80,000 songs on it or something. It's, yep. Yeah it's, yeah, it's very convenient, so. What is, uh, what is the day in the life of Vaughn like? Oh, man, just amazing, top to bottom, it's just excitement and action non-stop dude it's crazy non-stop movie <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's wild it's a wild life now uh honestly right now it's just kind of like i wake up have my coffee and then i kind of you know maybe cook breakfast and then go to the studio pretty much i mean that's what i like to do i'm kind of very i kind of like routine and stuff like that so and i like being at home and just doing boring stuff like cooking and that kind of thing so yeah, most most of the time it's spent at the studio, and then, you know, I'll go go out and mess around on the weekend or something like that. But I just enjoy working so much that it, yeah, you, during the week I'm pretty much in the lab nonstop. You know. Interesting. So you seem like a very, or at least somewhat regimented person. Do you have like a particular uh, creative process that you go through every single time you create music? I mean, it's yeah, it's it's different every time, but. There's definitely like a somewhat of a formula, I guess, um, that I've kind of developed over the years. At least as far as like, you know, mixing and arranging and stuff like that, and and coming up with ideas. I like, you know, like a lot of times I'll come into the studio and I'm not, I'm not here to like make music or anything. I'm here to do like kind of research stuff. So I'll just go on YouTube and like listen to tons of music. Uh, maybe find sounds and samples or like go on my synthesizers and like make some new sounds and patches and stuff like that. So there's a lot of times where it's just that kind of thing. And then when it's time to to actually produce something or work on something, it's like really quick because you have all this pre-made stuff that you worked on. So a lot of times it's that, you know. Yeah, I was wondering how much time actually goes into researching different sounds and experimenting around with tools. So how much time really goes into that compared to the time it takes to put together the whole song itself? Yeah, with putting yeah, a song I mean, pretty much every song will start as just kind of a little idea or something. Like and it'll usually just be um like a lot maybe at least half of the songs on our record or just kind of um little demos that we did. So you know, all your eye will be like, Oh, here check out this little thing I did and it's you know, maybe a chord change or like some drums with the kind of a bass line or something. And I'll be like, oh, that's cool. Let's kind of like develop that. And uh, and then it goes from there. We work on it a little bit, maybe polish it up a bit. Then maybe try to get vocals on it. Um, uh, you know, and then other times it's just we get in the room with, with an artist and kind of write something from scratch and then take it and, and kind of do the arrangement and stuff like that. So it's got, it's a little different every time, but yeah. And so for songs that require lyrics, do you set off time to sit down together with songwriter and come up with lyrics? Or is it more like, here's the beat I made, can you come up with a catchy, interesting set of lyrics for me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes we're sometimes we're more involved with that and sometimes kind of less involved. But um, yeah, I mean, we'll usually, with the songwriter, kind of come up with a concept like, or they'll hear it and something will pop in their head and be like, oh, is this kind of a cool idea? And you're like, yeah, that's cool. Let's kind of roll with that, you know? Um, yeah, and, you know, some of the 
that's really that's not really our strong suit is like writing lyrics. Like I'm I'm definitely not amazing at that, but I can <laughs> I can yeah. help out if you know I'll jump in and be like, okay, maybe this line will work or whatever. So yeah, it's kind of track by track, and then a lot of other artists will literally just take the track and be like, okay, I'm gonna go home with this and like write write to it. Maybe they'll write kind of a melody first and then they'll take it home and, and actually write the lyrics and stuff like that because it's a more personal thing for them kind of depends on on the song and, and what the artist wants to do with it i guess and so what's a what's your dream for yourself and for oliver as a duo for the next like 15 years you know um the next 15 years um uh, world domination uh, <laughs> space travel um, no kind of i, I Honestly, I'm just like happy to be able to do this full time and and survive us of doing what I love to do. It's like if I can maintain that, I'm just gonna be happy. So you know, we, we just do what we do, we enjoy it, and and hopefully we can keep doing it. So there's no like huge huge plans for us really. I mean, maybe there should be, but I'm just not that ambitious in that way. I just want to usually just focus on the music and hopefully. Hopefully we get better and the songs get better and and all that. You know, we kind of focus on that. I think so. Sounds pretty chill. Yeah, very chill. Do you have a a dream venue to play in somewhere that you haven't played yet that you really want to? Dream venue. Um, maybe not a venue, but I, I've never been to Japan. I really want to check that out. Uh, Interesting. I just hear amazing things about it. So we did a show. We did some shows in South Korea. So we're kind of close to it, but that's kind of one place I really want to go and experience because I've just heard so much about it. Um, but as far as venues, um, honestly, I don't really love, like, in my spare time, I don't really go to shows or, like, I rarely go to concerts. I think the last concert I went to was, like, Hall & Oates or something like that. <laughs> so I don't really, like, um, yeah, I don't really think about it like that. It's just kind of, like, wherever there's people that are, you know, into what we do and, and are open and having fun i think that's like the most important thing whether it's you know ten thousand people or like 200 like some of the best parties that we've played have just been small ones you know so i tend not to think of it as like oh there's this venue i want to play like madison square garden or something like don't really think about it like that you know (laughs) and so you're going out in la what's the best bar in los angeles the best bar for me right now is called the friend um and it's in Silver Lake. Uh, and I basically like that place because, like, my friends DJ there. I know the guy working door. I know, like, the bartenders. A lot of my friends show up there. So that's kind of my spot, my favorite spot. But. Okay. So, listeners, if you want to meet Vaughn, <laughs> you've got to yeah, stop. Yeah, I'll be there on I'm usually there on Fridays or Saturdays. So, chilling. Nice. It's weird, you know. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, Full Circle is out right now. And... Um, Full Soul Coil has also been on radio's top new music files for the past three weeks, so it's definitely a tune that everyone should check out. And Vaughn, thank you for joining us. We appreciate your time and look forward to more music from you. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, we actually have uh, some stuff coming out uh, in December, a bunch of remixes and some unreleased stuff. So Awesome. All right. Thanks for coming out on the show, Vaughn, and thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Now here's our Oliver-inspired mix, and we hope you guys like it. Running in 
rising. Run into your galaxy, be enterprising. The mothers from a brother planet from the start. And we here to blow your mind with attacks to your heart. Get you back, heart attack. Don't you think that it's fine? One more time, blow your mind. All the way to the sun. All the way. We just bite our way through the sweet taste of life. Calories to earn, to burn them off for hot night living. Seated near the shop for them spinning tables. A whispering room with the tie rush. So she's all wet and a regret for being a side crush. Her pride managed, she's high managed to manipulate. I got the best mate. Fishing right out with a planet attack. My gravity's unmatched. Her satellite sat in the light of sun position. Skin well cooked, we look to leave. Even all others with the envy and mid condition. We crash landed at the house, giving each other mouth to mouth. She pushes me so my bed can catch me Catch me out of my clothes to birth who we are As I gaze into her eyes as if they were stars I got plenty, wrote hits with prime mates, made a lot of pennies. Performance in the galaxy makes a little any. Drinking with the fish, you get your shark to bite. So we like cheers complete, y'all can call me Buzz. And can't one amongst you outdo the youngsters. Now must I all better be Mike, they hand to me. Circle around your heart, now let's start. Known for making moves on the bigger grooves. Bigger shoes, about the size of canoes. Somebody pull their cell phone out, we on the news. Chill, this ain't about another crooked dollar bill. What the deal? Here in Parliament behind 10 Check the nice Stare at the sun until your flesh fall off. Even the best fall off after the rest fall off. Give me that heart attack if you think you're the one. Bad on time, blow my mind all the way to the sun.
love showing your faces It had been so long I thought you disappeared Why did you pretend I was still so old When it's all too clear You got around, girl, I need to know right now So won't you just be inside Maybe I thought that you just heard me
Thank you.